Am I doing the run around? What's going on, you turbinites? This is your man Tebow. Welcome to Lords of the Long Box and the Cover Price Top 10. Uh, before we get started, I want you guys to all put in your bets on who is going sure. to be. Uh, we got a Donna Cates over under. The official Vegas line this week is three and a half. So put in your head your bets on how many Donnie Cates books will be on this list. I think last week it was four so you got another two minutes to put your guests in here whoever wins um gets marvel no prize or something like that from each other but uh while you guys are waiting and congregating let me get to some dj curse Troglodytes and chuds, this is Lords of the Long Box and the cover price top 10 week ending August 23rd. And uh, how many lords does it can't, can't take to count backwards from 10 today? That's only two, just two Everybody, of us. Otto's back bartending, Justin is still out on a vacation, and uh. I think Dark Side Jedi got lost in the in the force, to be honest with you. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It's a mystery. But I got my man, man. I'm going to say what's up, Zach. What's going on, everybody? Been gone for a little bit and had a little work trip last week, so I wasn't here and glad to be back. 
you missed a lot. But you know what? We are going to talk about all the stuff that he missed on Wednesday or Thursday. So stay tuned. We are going to go over all the stuff that happened at DC Fandom. And I watched it live from home. And it wasn't it wasn't bad, man. It was it was okay. They did a whole lot better job than San Diego Comic-Con. How was like the quality? Did it cut out at all on anything? No, it was good. It was Not really nice. good. It was the quality was great. I think they presented it very well. Uh, they had this cool kind of virtual area where everybody was at. Uh, just some really kind of random people were speaking at times. <laughs> so they just had people all over the world. So you had like uh, people from, uh, you know, from Brazil speak, you know, from Brazil, from Spain, from Italy. Uh, there was really cool little panels here and there, but we're gonna, we'll get to it on Wednesday or Thursday. Kat. We're going to go over all the panels and uh, give you our thoughts on the Snyder Cut trailer, the uh, Black Adam stuff, all the stuff, because that's pretty major news. Um, and then we'll talk about the elephant in the room, which was uh, comics that <laughs> the 25 percent workforce that was uh, laid off. Uh, shout out to everybody in the live chat. Uh, if you haven't, guys, the cover price giveaway is still going on till um, I think. September 2nd is when we're going to pull a winner. So as part of our 5,000 subs giveaway, guys, click on that link I just left in the live chat right there. All I have to do is click on it, and you are automatically entered. We're going to pick three winners. that will get a one-year free subscription to CoverPrice.com. Um, and if you're already subscribed, and if you win, you will get another year added on to your already existing membership. So that's cool. If, you, if it ends in nine months for you, after that nine months, you will get an additional one year added on from our friends at CoverPrice. Uh, if you're if you're already entered and you want to check them out, go over to coverprice.com, sign up. You get a two week uh, two week free trial, and you can see all the goodies that are in there. It's a great great site. The show is also brought to you by our friends at Cover or excuse me, Rocket Comics. If you have a, go to Rocket Comics, send them Lords of Longbox sense. You get twenty percent off your first pressing order. He also submits to CGC and he does signature signature facilitation. Jesus Christ, I gotta talk slower. Speculation, Hercules. Um. <laughs> there you go. This show, all, this show is also brought to you by our friends over at krscomics.com. Go to krscomics.com. Use the discount code of LOTLB to get 15% anything in the KRS Comics store, all the exclusives. I will be giving away about six or seven sets of variants for KRS Comics. And we're going to officially announce the 5,000 subs giveaway when I have all the books in hand. I uh, got some books from Rocket Comics. Also, our sponsor, Comics, Tunes, and Toys in Tustin, California. Hit up the big to-do. They got mystery boxes that are still doing again. So make sure you support Comics, Tunes, and Toys. He gave me some books, and I'll show them later. I got a bunch of trades and a slab that we'll be giving away. So we're going to try to pick as many winners as we can. Also, make sure you peep out our friends at thegeekyswagshop.com. Go to geekyswagshop.com. Use the discount code of LOTLB. They get 10% off anything. We're giving these uh, these face masks and also these Lords of Longbox t-shirts. So make sure you get them for the summertime. And I think that's it. Uh, I will be doing evens and you will be doing odds. So that means you get to do runner, up. runner up. How's that sound? Okay. So I think I paid all the bills, right? Is that? I know. <laughs> it's a mouthful, man. But hey, yeah. we got to support those who support us, man. They've been rocking with us for a while. They helped us get the 5,000 subs. And also make sure you keep out Geekosity mag.com uh they are uh mikey sutton's new website they launched with ten thousand views on the first day congratulations to mikey and all the guys especially a man james simon who is the graphic designer for geekosityMag.com? he helped me edit that scoop video i did a few days ago with uh if you never noticed that's probably the best ever edited lord's <laughs> video that he did so shout out to james simon man he did a great job with that go check out the, our friends at geekosity 
Uh, their site is blowing up, and you're going to see content from the Lords on there very soon as well. So, as we always say, this is a top 10 list compiled from about four or five different websites and actual sales data, and that's why we do it the week after. There's always a top 10, but some there's always an 11th one that did really well, but just not enough to crack the top 10. And this week, Zach, who is the runner-up? So this week is a book we've seen a couple of times before. There's been a little heat on it. It's heated up, cooled down, heated up, cooled down. And once again, it's back. We've got the Immortal Hulk number two. This is going to be the fourth print. Um, the, bit, the big thing of this book is it's the first appearance of Dr. Fry. It sold 13 copies, had a seven-day trend of 193%, and had a high sale of about $40 for a raw copy. So like I said, this book's kind of popped in and out of the radar. Dr. Fry was a big deal, especially when Immortal Hulk really started, you know, Harkens back to the old Incredible Hulk TV show. That's and right. um, yeah, so this book's been been around, you know, a lot of covers, a lot of great covers, a great Alex Ross cover, I think is the first print. Um, Something has to be happening with the uh, the character. Uh, he just uh, showed back up, actually. So he actually um, disappeared from the story for a while. Minor spoiler alert. He's popped back up in the past couple issues. So they're planning on doing some things with him. Well, but, you know, I, I'm thinking something even more like you know there's he's being developed for something in disney plus or t movies or you know what i mean something that Maybe, really yeah. pushes it along but you know like we always, always see a she hulk villain yeah i mean we always see this list and we're wondering why is this happening and then the biggest example i guess would be miles morales sure enough we find out all kinds of stuff is happening and you know they come and go but it's interesting how this book just kind of because remember this was hot like six months ago right remember yeah because everybody's like oh it's a That's it's insane. a tv hulk villain yeah it's so. been in and out like it was hot actually like when it dropped and then it cooled and then it popped back up. I think it's kind of just honestly this fourth print and the, when like maybe when the prints come back out, they it heated back up, but I don't know. We'll see. See what happens. Yeah. Just interesting that it's just random book from uh, or first appearance from 2018. It's not even the first print. It's like I think just people right. are on a on a multiple print kick right now. You know what I mean? They're like oh, finding yeah. these third, fourth prints and they're like, look what I found. But Little did you know, it's just another page from inside the comic book. That's what Marvel does. I actually, on real, and not to like go down the rabbit hole, but I kind of have this belief that these prints we're seeing in books like obviously Thor and the Venoms are the are the biggest in the um, Ultimate Fallout stuff. Is people are picking picking up these prints, and the prices are going up on these. But I really I feel like there's there's a lot of danger with these books. I don't think they're going to hold these values. I think in two or three years, fourth print Immortal Hulk number two is not going to be a forty dollar book. No, people are definitely going to want the first print, especially right. when let's just say there are newer collectors who don't know that this isn't even an original cover or original piece of art for the variant. Right. right? You know, that's why some of the like if you think about the edge of Spider-Verse uh, third print, that's a totally different cover from all the other ones. Right. Yeah. And it's and it's not from an internal page. It's literally a, a different cover. So I think those probably have. Yeah, there's a definitely a word. difference. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So runner up is the Immortal Hulk number two fourth print from 2018 look at that a book that's not from the last two months all right let's get right to it boys and girls and the top 10 coming in at number 10 is you guessed it the tmnt last ronin this is the ash can not the trash can but the ash can yeah so uh idw is delayed this much anticipated series due to creative changes mm -hmm. it was reported that realtor retailers were unhappy with the lackluster artwork they saw in this ash can hence IDW bringing in artists, I'm going to butcher this name, Asal Escorza and Isaac Escorza. What will change and how much will change is unknown. However, what was seen in this ass can is most likely going to be different in some way. 
giving this an instant hard-to-find collectible. Due to this, it sold 15 copies at a seven-day trend of 192% at a high sale of $75 for a raw copy. And reading that makes me very, very hesitant on what could change. Like, if people read this and I mean, maybe just the art's going to change, right? I mean, right. and it also oh, yeah. seems- Not the story, because you still got Eastman and yeah. Laird writing, so- what, what seems crazy to me is that retailers are complaining about the art and they went and changed the artist. Like, wow, really? You know, that's kind of like a slap in the face of the guy, you know, the artist, you know, like, you know, cause I see some books out there that the art is not, you know, what you right. would say top notch, but you know, the story drives it. So it's just interesting that, and that's probably why this book is, you know, cause you're never going to see this art and it's also sucks that it delayed it, you know, but uh, kind of weird, man. So. I'm pretty excited about this title. We were talking off air about this, you know, and um, this story actually is an old story that Eastman and Laird had written decades and decades ago and just never got around to it. And, you know, if anyone knows the spoiler, please don't spoil it, but it's basically wrapped around the idea of the last turtle. And you can see how he's carrying like all the weapons, of all the turtles. And so it's unknown which turtle it is. As far as I'm concerned, I don't know. I don't know if that's been spoiled or not, but um I'm really looking forward to this. Like I was telling you, I'm a big TMNT fan and uh, it's an original. I think it's cool that it's such an old story that they just never got around to really finishing and an yeah. idea. And for those who don't know, I, I highly suggest you go out and look at, um, I forgot what channel it was on. It was a documentary actually. Um, and I think it's on one of those Netflix series that it talks about. I think it's the toys that define us or whatever. Oh, you know, toys that, that made us. The yeah. toys that made us. And they, t- and they talk about Eastman and Laird and they had a falling out. Because, uh, you know, one didn't want it to be so big and commercial and the other one did. But um, at the end of it, though, what's great about that episode is they they show Eastman and Laird coming back together at the end of it. You know, it's pretty good. One of the better episodes in the entire series because it talks about their falling out. They're very, very frank in the article about, you know, why they fell out. And then at the end, it shows them coming back together. So if you didn't know, there's a whole history. And I highly suggest you go watch it if you're a fan of, of not only just turtles but just the you know the history of comics and toys not it's a great series i, I mean absolutely i love that series but and not uh, to, sorry i know we're, we're kind of spending a lot of time on number 10 here but i want to piggyback on that too the um the old like deluxe edition hardcovers of the original run of turtles is awesome because in the back after you read the issues they actually talk about it so it's actually like the words you'll see like eastman and laird both write like this is what we were thinking at this time this is how it's going and so as the issues go on they start to they're very frank and open about the um the issues between the two of them and i think it's yeah. cool i mean obviously they're cool now but they're like look like i didn't like the way he was doing this and he was like i didn't like the way i was doing that blah 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 so it's it's honestly if you want to get into it like buy those and it's like a, here's here's a reference for you old heads out there. It's like B- VH1's behind the music. It is. It's like behind <laughs> the music. Yeah. Uh, you're not to get too far off topic, which right. we already are. But you ever seen that show? Uh, I think it was a VH1. It was called Reun- Reuniting the Band, mm-hmm. where they take an old band from the '80s and they try to make, get them back together for one show. And you know, more times than not, they're like, "We tried. Fuck them. I don't want to ever want to see those guys again." You know, like I, I. So just one of those things, man. It's artists especially when it's two guys that created something as opposed to just one guy you know there's right bound to be issues with some you know so it's very yeah. cool go check it out if you haven't so number 10 on the list is tmnt the last ronin the ash can edition all yep. right boys and girls let's go on to the next one number nine on the list That's so number right. nine number nine is a book we've seen a couple times now i don't know was it on the list last week too because it showed up about two weeks ago i think right 
Um, yeah. We've got Amazing Spider-Man number three seventy-five. It's so, been on a, this is the I think it's third it's third week here because yeah. right after right before the, uh, the Venom came. issue that came out yeah. is when his people started really getting into it. Yeah. So anyway, you know, a lot of you probably know by now um, this issue. Amazing Spider-Man 375 is the first appearance of Anne Wang, who is the wife of Eddie Brock. Um, she makes an appearance in the recent issue of Venom 27, shows up in an alternate universe, kind of as a member of a team of Agent Venom, so to speak. Um, so this book's been pretty hot. The reintroduction of the character, a moderate first appearance of an alternate version of Anne Wang. Who knows where it's going to go? It's Donnie Cates. Who knows? Sold 31 copies, had a seven-day trend of 97%. And had a high sale of about $190 for a CGC 9.8. And Tim, don't you have some interesting information on this book, actually? I did, because when you think 31 copies were sold, you think, wow, that's a lot. So I, I, I reached out to our friends at Comicron, who's one of the best resources. If you ever want to find out about a comics history and how many units were sold. So I said, hey, what is the exact, uh, how many copies are sold on this when it came out back in 1993? And he replied to me very nicely on Twitter. And this is what he said. I said, hey, any idea what the print run on ASM 375 was released back in March of 1993? He got back to me. Yes, it was the best-selling issue of Amazing Spider-Man ever. That includes the Obama issue. I have the total sales, including shops, newsstand, and subscriptions. And it's a bit over 900,000 copies. If you remember, 1993 was a big, that was like at the height, I would say the height of the popularity of comics. If you look at those top 10 lists, man, each book was pushing like four or 500,000 units uh, that at that time. So that's why I keep on seeing this. I was like, man, why are there so many copies? Well, there's almost a million copies of these floating around. So just, you know, I like to point that out there just so when you think you have, you know, a few of them, it's not that scarce of a book. So right. just be careful. I do believe there is an error variant of this book, which is probably a better one to get. There's probably some other little nuances, but the regular copy, just be aware, there's a bit over 900,000 copies sold. Good for Spider-Man. Back th This is back in the heyday where, man, you know, X-Men sold over a million copies, but that's pretty interesting that this even outsold the Obama issue. But it, I, had, I have to ask him again. He said it was the best-selling issue of Spider-Man. I wonder what it is now, if it's still the case or not. But I had no idea that this sold that many copies, but... Right. Uh, there you go, man. So Amazing Spider-Man, number 375, in at number nine, man. Uh, you know, big 30th anniversary issue. They're probably, you know, pushing it big, bigly back then. But uh, there you go, boys and girls. All right, let's move on to number eight on the list, which is a very, very interesting book. New Avengers number 10 from 2013. Interesting or not? This is because the first appearance of Thane. He is the son of Thanos. He, uh, what I think it was a, uh, a YouTuber and, and I think he's on Twitter as well it's, I believe his name is the comic despective and he shared a big splash page at the end of Thor number six. And he's go and he goes into his very interesting theory surrounding the black gauntlet that Thanos wields in that panel. We won't get into it here since Gary covers. So go check out the comic despective on YouTube. Uh, it's pretty thorough. Uh, we try not to speculate here, but that being said, this theory lit a fire under Thane's first appearance in this issue and it sold 20 copies, had a seven-day trend of 153%, had a high sale, $300 for a CDC 9.8. Good Lord. I'm glad I have this because I have the entire Infinity run from Hickman and Diodato because, you know, this is when yeah. I'm pulling everything. But pretty interesting that, you know, uh, nowadays with, you know, like I said, collectors are hypersensitive. 
So, you know, you could be, uh, you know, medium sized YouTube channel. You could be a giant website, but any little bit of news that drops, if one collector picks up on it, they see a trend. Other people would do it, too. So congratulations to uh, Comic Despective. So uh, putting Thane out there. But what we're saying, we're not saying that's why we're not speculating on it on this channel. We just report what the sales data is. So that's and when we so us. The, Lords and cover price guys, we when we get this list, we try to figure out what's actually pushing the sales on it. And that's where we figured this came from. So, you know, we're just trying to figure out, like we try, like with Teenage Ninja Turtles, why the Ash Can's popular with the Amazing Spider-Man 375. It's because it's Anne Wayne's first appearance and she's in Ages of Venom. So we try to not just present the list, but we also try to give you a reason why people may be out there buying these issues. So there you go. Number eight on the list is New Avengers number 10 from 2003. This is crazy. We have a book from 1993, 2013 on this. What's going on? Guess what? Know. Still not a single Donny Cates book. Should we give them 375? I mean, he didn't write it. No. So I mean, the specs right. not, yeah, right. it has to be done. That. But that's a so that's a valid first appearance. She's been in a movie, so all right. So are we giving uh, are we giving uh, ASM 375 as a Kate's book? Nope, nope. All right, so it's still zero, boys, girls, and we're at number eight. Go figure. All right, what's number seven on the list, Zach? Number seven, we got another Spider-Man book. This is going to be Spider-Man issue 234, back from 2017. Another pretty recent book. Um, this one popped a little bit because it's the first appearance of Miles Morales's uncle, Aaron Davis, as the Iron Spider. So I'm um, not really sure why this is trending, but for whatever reason, it is. I mean, it's probably piggybacking off of the Miles Morales hype a little bit there. People are probably being priced out and they're trying to go and pick up whatever they can. You know, also keep in mind, Aaron Davis did have a, um, a big actor attached to him in Spider-Man the movie recently. So sold 13 copies, had a seven-day trend of 280%, and had a high sale of $20 for a raw copy. Wait, is this the same Miles uncle that's the Prowler? Different. 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 Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, wait a second, Iron Spider. Okay, so this is the, the oh, uh, Iron the Spider. Same. I'm not sure, actually. Yeah, so like I said, just hypersensitive and people are going to snatch things up uh, thinking maybe Aaron Davis would be in the Miles Morales movie. Who knows? Or Iron Spider? Who knows, man? But uh, it's kind of a funky cover, though. It's got all kinds of crazy stuff. So this is like, is this the ultimate version of the Sinister Six? <laughs> maybe. Yeah. All right. So that's interesting. It's always good to see the spot back. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right, boys and girls. So number seven on the list is Spider-Man number 234 from 2017. You know what? I'm Hey, you, you guys did a bang up job this week. We got a little mix of everything. It's not all just books from the last two months. So let's go to number six on the list. Maestro number one. Would you look at that? Man, I shouldn't have sold my first appearance during the last auction. But anyway, Maestro, I was just talking about you guys are doing a great job. This is a new book. There you go. The George yep. Perez one in 25 was the cover for online buyers who wanted his first solo series. It sold 57 copies, had a 70 trend of 71%, had a high sale for $40 for a raw copy. So there you go. We've kind of been teasing that the Marvel's been teasing that Maestro is coming. Um, I'm surprised, you know, obviously I think everybody's, the real one is you want to get the the uh, the Hulk book, um, the two book, the two issue series that actually features his first appearance. But, you yeah, know, when they relaunched perfect. it, Future Imperfect, and I, I sold co I sold some copies. I still have one copy left, but the the actual uh, Future Imperfect number two is the first cover appearance of Maestro, and then the first appearance is in issue number one. So there you go. It's just so we see a trend here. If yeah, characters he, come, he's, he's been creeping around in in stories for the past couple of years, also lately. Contest I mean, of the Champions, yeah. Contest of the Champions. He was also very popular in the um, Dead Man Logan, so which was the old man yeah. Logan like tail end. He creeped around there. 
so he he pops in and out. He's always been a character that is really people are interested in and hasn't been a lot of origin story. And I have this book. I haven't got around to reading it yet. And I think that's what it is, is it's his origin story. So it's, you know, I'm looking um, forward to reading this. Yeah. So you notice like in Contest of the Champions and Future Imperfect and even in this, you always see him old. Mm-hmm. So if you read this, you actually see him young without gray right. hair, which which I, I was like, whoa. He, I thought he always, you know, it's just one of those dudes you just picture always looks old, right? So, all right. So number uh, seven on our number six, excuse me, on the list is Maestro number one, the George Perez one in 25 variant. So it's just interesting how there's so many variants that come out, online variants, and which one the market decides is the one that's, you know, the most popular. I can, and I'm horrible at making that judge because I'll be like, ooh, I like that one. And that will not be the one that hits. I, like this one doesn't look special to me. It's just, you yeah, know, George yeah. Perez is cool maybe, but I mean, you know, it's just sometimes you think you have the names like Peach Momoko, J. Scott Campbell, or see, I, Comic, and that's the know. thing too. Like Momoko, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get yeah. her artwork, man. I'm not feeling it. The only one I really like is Strange Academy number one. Uh, the other ones are kind of hit or miss. Uh, so we'll see how much longevity uh, Miss Momoko has. If you remember, Art Germ was a one trick pony. Everybody kind of looked the same. He even changed up his style a little bit because now he's all over the place. But, you know, mm. Peach Pomoko is being pulled. Uh, she's doing Amazing Spider-Man variants now and DC variants. Yep. So TMNT. Yeah, she's everywhere. Everything, Good for her, yeah. man. If you yeah. get a gig, hey, make take that, that 15 that minutes. And, yeah, take that 15 minutes and run with the son. All right. So let's move on to number five on the list. We're halfway there, boys and girls. Hey, there you nope. go. We got there our go. first ding, Donny ding, Kate. Ding, ding. That's Donny right. Kate's book. So. I mean, everyone knows there's not a lot that needs to be said about this, but we've got Thor number five, been on the list for God knows how long since this book came out, probably. Um, Black Winter, first appearance. He uh, continues to sell 47 copies, sold with a seven-day trend of 106% and had a high sale of $275 for a CGC 9.8. And this is going to be the first printing cover. So, Mm -hmm. you know, this is a good book. This is a book that I've got going to cgc sometimes here soon as well and uh you know who knows we'll see how what the longevity here is with this character if you've read thor six you might doubt it a little bit um, yeah <laughs> but well we've got we kind of if you re- actually read previews you should know thor number seven starts a totally new story right. arc, and guess who's not in it galactus or the black winter so thor number six kind of wraps it all up in a nice tidy bold for you right there but you know i don't like think I said, this will be the end of black winter oh, no he'll be you know, yeah. donny cates is he's yeah. setting this big stage for all these characters and you'll see him again and you might see him pop up probably in venom actually he probably won't I, even I, deal I with i always him. said do somehow black winter or nola are connected to it though, yeah donny cates is gonna make it that way in the uh the king in black <laughs> at the end of the year but that's why it's all we i mean we we say it every week man be careful on the spec on villains because mm-hmm. they are huge for that storyline and then they disappear and they reappear every two or three years. Marvel rarely does solo series based off of villain. Even Thanos had what like 17 issue run, but Thanos couple, is, he's had a couple he recent ones, but yeah, Thanos yeah. and Magneto are probably yeah. the only but ones who really consistently get anything. You're not gonna see a black winter solo series, so just be careful. I mean. Unless he's very prominent or he becomes a MCU villain, then the book will really pop. But, you know, it was had a nice little run. It's still number five. So we'll see next week because after people read Thor number six, well, people keep on specking on the Black Winter. So we shall see. And what's interesting is, well, so far we haven't seen Nola virus on this list. So if you're playing at home, boys and girls, that is one Donny Cates book so far. 
Shall we get to number four? Let's do it. I'm excited about this one. I, I'm doing. I'm doing even right. Yep. <laughs> I totally forgot. There's only two of us. Like, duh. <laughs> All right. So number four on the list. That's right, boys and girls. Marvel Spotlight number thirty-two, which of course is the first appearance of Jessica Drew as Spider Woman. And this is directly ripped right off of a Deadline's report, and I'll read it for you here. Olivia Wilde has been tapped to direct an untitled female-centered Marvel movie at Sony. Sources tell Deadline that Olivia Wilde has closed the deal to direct and develop a secret Marvel film project revolving around a female character in that universe. While not confirmed, it's expected the story to be centered on Spider-Woman. I don't have the screenshot, but so... Um, when they when they tweeted this, uh, Olivia Wilde retweeted it with an emoji of a spider. So immediately that kind of made everybody's spider sense go tingling, right? So there you go. Uh, even though it's not confirmed, the writer of the article suggested that it might be Spider-Woman, but didn't name Jessica Drew. It's still unknown which Spider-Woman this will feature, but sales are really picked up for Jessica Drew's first appearance. Marvel Spotlight number 32, it sold 35 copies, had a 70 trend of 161 percent had a high sale 550 for a cdc 9.6 that's not even a 9.8 because this this is one of those bronze age marvel books that you know everybody looks in the bronze age i got to get all the first appearances because eventually something's going to pop so let me add a caveat to this if i use that word correctly mm -hmm. i reached out to we had jessica drew on a long-term spec list last year that they were developing something with Jessica Drew involved. So sure enough, another long-term spec list has popped. So I reached out to Mikey Sutton and he told me it's definitely Jessica Drew as of right now. Obviously things can change, but right as of right now, what we had on a long-term spec list is correct. Now, how this works out eventually will be interesting because I, you know, I talked to Mikey really in depth about this because we want to be careful on how we present this because people will realize Spider-Woman belongs to Sony. Jessica Drew belongs to Disney. Now, let me let me put that in perspective. So Jessica Drew has done a lot of solo stories or stories where she's just Jessica Drew, not Spider-Woman in the 616, right? She was part right. of the Avengers for a long time. Just recently, she's been Spider-Woman again. And I think it's on issue three or four right now. Basically, she's, she's a spy with some super power, uh, spider-like, powers i guess closer to miles morales than it is to peter parker right she has like these uh kind of little stinger blasts on him but so when this news dropped people i'm telling you this is one of the things movie spec and tv spec will always trump comic book spec and that's why this book immediately showed up on number four as soon as this news dropped so hopefully you guys paid attention to our long-term spec list last year and gobbled up a couple of copies so uh, we'll see where it goes, man. So they didn't say Olivia Wilde was actually going to be um, acting in it. She's just going to be um, being the showrunner and or the director, uh, excuse me, and the writer of the project. Um, she's done a couple of other feature films. So, you know, we'll see how it goes, man. But uh, it's a good book to have. And it's tough to crack in a 9-8 because of the all black cover. But Marvel Spotlight number 32 and this is the old school costume because she has that ridiculous headgear on that's right yeah it sucks <laughs> uh, all right so number four on the list is marvel spotlight number 32 the first appearance of jessica drew spider woman let's go on to number three so number three kind of touches on something we yeah. talked about a little bit ago earlier look we were already like foreshadowing what we were coming across so number three is going to be captain marvel the end number one 
but it's going to be the peach momoko cover b variant so like we said earlier peach momoko is hot 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 right now the absolute star of covid 2020 in terms of her books <laughs> um so she i mean any book that comes out there and this one was you know a little while ago and it's now it was kind of cooled but like, people are searching out momoko stuff exactly right now. now it's picking up some steam it sold 28 copies had a seven-day trend of 219 percent and had a high sale of 36 dollars for a raw copy now, if you remember these, the end books just came out relatively recently. They did like Venom, the end, Doctor Strange, the end, Captain Marvel, the end, yeah. one shots that came out. And yeah, this is a Peach Momoko. I mean, they're like alternative, alternative timeline stories. It looks toward the future, correct? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's like, it's really of no continuity. It's just yeah. kind of like, hey, look, this is how it is. I remember they did like a Wolverine, the end, X-Men, the yeah. end years and years ago. It's always and fun to kind of see how your characters die. We were just talking about how they're here to miss. This, I would think, is more of a hit. I, I like this probably better than some of the other stuff, right? I mean, it's it's a bit... Some of her stuff is a bit exaggerated in the style that she's trying for. I don't yeah. even... I mean, this one looks more like traditional anime, to be honest with you. Um, some of the other ones are a bit out there, but... Right. Someone in the chat actually mentioned that earlier, said that, you know, she appeals to the anime man manga crowd, and that's why, you know... People like her so much. And that's true. Like I, and I, I get that. That's maybe that's why I'm not such a big fan because that's not really my thing. Yeah, uh, I mean, if you think what's the uh, Umberto Ramos it has a kind of exaggerated anime, almost graffiti type style. And I actually like him. I, yeah. I do enjoy his art. Yeah. Battle chasers with giant boobs all over the place on battle chasers. But <laughs> all right, so number three on the list. If you're playing at home, and how many peach mochas we're going to be on it so far? One. But if you're picking uh, the over on Donny Cates. Not looking good. Uh, the over under was three and a half, and so far we only have one. So uh, if you've been paying attention, there's a book that we haven't seen yet. And uh, number two is, oh God, I have to say this one. Yep, that's you. Dark Knights Death Metal Legends of the Dark Knights, number one. This is just a regular copy and still going strong at number two on the list, boys and girls. So 68 copies had a seven day trend of 96% at a high sale of $26 for raw copy. This is uh, obviously leading towards the Robin King or King Robin, whatever his name is. So um, is this the first DC book on the list? Look at that. Yep, it is. It's wow. been heavy on Marvel today, man, except for TMNT and this. Yeah, uh, but but the last week, I mean, there was like uh, there was this one and then there was the one in 25 variant. So, man, that one just got pushed off the list altogether. But uh, pretty cool. I mean, let's see what the actual numbers are on it. Um yeah, that's it. There's really not much to say. I mean, we talk about it for like three weeks now. It's the first appearance of King Robin. Uh, also, I mean, anything Robin related now or anything Joker related now is kind of blowing up. But uh, we shall see. Um, I started. I'm trying to read some of the stuff that leads up to this before I read to this. Like you know, all the uh, uh, the what was the story uh, line that led right into this? Because I'm I'm reading it. Oh, uh, the Justice League, the Doom yeah. Legion of Doom. Yeah, so I'm reading that just so I can get a primer on this since I don't remember anything about the Joker who laughs and it's uh, yeah, it's, he shows up in there. There's a lot. I mean, if you're reading it all, it's it's not just the Dark Knights. You know, it was Dark Knights, and then he had his own solo, and then it's the uh, the the Perpetua stuff and Justice League, and then it, it leads into this. So it's all connected, man. Snyder and Tinian have had this big, grand idea for quite a while and they're and they're showing Dude, it Gideon is writing a ton of stuff for dc i was going yeah. through my book i'm like man he's driving like maybe five different titles right now it seems like on dc side there's like maybe two or three guys writing all the books it seems like so tinian 
Snyder and uh, who's the other cat? I forgot. Vin Diddy has been writing a lot, I think. Um, yeah. So, uh, but you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, a lot of them got laid off. So we'll see how it goes, man. But uh, I think uh, you know, while they're doing this, DC will double down on what's been selling. So expect a lot more of Dark Knights, Death Metal. Oh, well, they they have extended the titles for this uh, little crossover run more than when it was first solicited like <laughs> i remember seeing a list recently and i saw at least five or six more titles that were not solicited initially so you're right dude they're doubling down on what's hot and what works well, expect more punchline expect you know you got hey when you're bleeding money you gotta you gotta double down on what's working and keep on doing that so you can make money to make some of the other stuff so you gotta go so we'll talk about this either on Thursday uh, when we when we drop the video for the uh, DC fandom stuff. Um, there was a lot. There was just movie and TV news, very very light on comic book news. From what I understand, there's going to be some more stuff they're adding on. So maybe they'll talk about. Maybe this was done on purpose because they didn't want people talking about uh, the layoffs and stuff. But what's interesting to me that didn't make this list is the news that dropped during fandom about probably the only thing that's comic book related was uh, DC is bringing back milestone. And during that panel there, uh, they dropped the news nugget that a static X or static shock movie is in development for the big screen. Shockingly, uh, nobody yeah. went out about static, static shock number one, which is still a cheap book, but uh, that's major news, man. That milestone has been, I mean, when I talked to Ken Lashley, he told me that, that they were trying to bring Milestone back during the interview that I did on the show. Um, and he was actually offered something. And But then uh, this, what he told me was uh, Dan DeDio said, no, 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 we're, we're not doing Milestone anymore. I need you to do this. And that's when he offered him the 5G stuff. And uh, I guess I could talk about it now. The DC 5G stuff has all but been canceled. They are not going to be going ahead with it. And right now, with the way they're contracting all their titles, there's no room for a giant uh, 5G. Uh, if you remember, that was going to be, they're going to age up a lot of the legacy characters. So Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman were going to be aged up to like. Yeah, that got a lot of hate. So that's gone altogether. So, you know, we'll see what uh, what uh, Jim Lee is saying. Because uh, uh, if you watch the whole DC fandom stuff, and I think they're going to make another one since this one was just about, because I was kind of disappointed if you're a comic book fan, all they talked about was the shows and, and, you know, and that's what everybody wanted the Snyder cut and other things, but surprising the light on the comic book stuff. So maybe in the ones, I think they're coming in September with the part two of it. Maybe that will be more uh, comic book related, but for those who have not seen the Batman beyond panel, go see that it is freaking hilarious. Um, it is Batman beyond and old Bruce Wayne, watching an episode of batman 66 and they just they just roasted it. it's actually freaking hilarious man you guys and if you haven't seen the uh we'll get to it i'm, I'm giving away too much but the suicide panel was real fun too because end up just being a roast of rooker broke rucker ah, michael rooker michael rooker yeah they were just roasting him everybody in the suicide squad movie was just roasting him it's you know it's all in good fun you know because you know that gun and him been good friends for a long time so number two on the list is dark knight's Death Metal Legends of the Dark Knight, number one. Good Lord, that's a mouthful. <laughs> All right. If you've been paying attention to Homeboys and Girls, you, the over-under, if you play the under for Donny Cates' book, the under was three and a half. If you pick the over, sorry. Number one on the list is Zach. Number one is going to be Spider-Woman, number one. So we touched on this uh, a little bit ago in number four. We had the uh, First appearance of Jessica Drew as Spider-Woman, but Spider-Woman number one is actually going to be the first appearance of Jessica Drew, correct? Right? Am I reading that right? Yeah. So 
Uh, there's a lot of speculation that Jessica Drew is going to be the star of the new Olivia Wilde-led or uh, directed film for Marvel. So this book's getting pop is popping right now. It's been popping for a while though. I mean, I've seen this book on almost. To be honest with you, every time I watch an auction, I feel like this book comes up somewhere. Yeah. People are have been moving this book for quite a while now. Um, sold 65 copies, had a seven day trend of 109 percent, and had a high sale of 275 dollars for a 9.8. So. If you're looking for it as a collector too, this book is not like an outrageous price. Two seventy five for a nine eight, yeah, for a, a seventy eight. That, that's pretty good, man. Yeah, and the reason why this is number one and not Marvel Spotlight number thirty two because Marvel Spotlight number thirty two is already pricey, and so people started going out getting the first issue of the first solo series right. as opposed to getting the first appearance, which is a lot more expensive. Um, kind of like, um, yeah, I it's like I, doing giant size X Men versus Hulk one eighty one. Yeah, or, or I would say like uh, too high. <laughs> number 15 as opposed to Iron Fist number 15. Or right. number, you know what I mean? One of those because people will get priced out of first appearances. So, um, But it's cool that we're seeing this. Uh, I would expect this to be on the list for at least a couple more weeks um, and it'll go away. And then the first official news of the casting of whomever is going to be playing Jessica Drew, it'll pop back in here because that's how people react. So buy on, if you can, on long-term spec, <laughs> right? Sell on the first official news because you don't want to buy in the first official news because you'll be part of the giant FOMO crowd that's like, I need yep. to get this before it comes too late. And sometimes it is too late, but- Touching on that too, like Comics mis mis ugh, comics Misexplained just said, all the people who are out there trying to buy whoever was on that Suicide, suicide Squad panel's first appearance, like Polkadot Man, don't. bro, you you messed up. You should be selling it right now. You shouldn't be buying it right now. First of all, there are way too many people on that roster, and James Gunn has already said that uh, there's going to be a lot of people dying in this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You got to kill. Half those dudes are like not even C-listers, bro. Those are like M-listers. Uh, yeah, and it's funny that uh, you, know, you know what? Let's save it for another yeah. discussion because we have save a lot rainy day. about the entire thing because the uh, about uh, you know uh, John Cena and all the other characters. It was a pretty fun panel though. I will say that uh, the Wonder Woman panel had this thing where they started playing a game it was awful. Uh, I was like, somebody just end this, and it was right before Batman. Way to put everybody asleep right before you showed the Batman. We didn't even talk about the Batman trailer. That's how big the news was over the weekend. But uh, hopefully we got Otto and Ryan back. And we can kind of dis, uh, dissect all the news. We'll to give you our thoughts, what we thought about the Batman trailer, as well as Wonder Woman 84 trailer. There was a kind of a sneak peek of Suicide Squad. Wasn't really a trailer, but still some cool stuff on there. Also, uh, the Black Adam uh, boss logic kind of comic uh, motion comic teaser thing was incredible, I thought. It was really, really cool. Boss logic and Jim Lee actually put that thing together for uh, um, Black Adam. And what Black... The Rock said one thing, and it, and it just, I'll say this. No, I'll save it. But um, it was funny to me because uh, did you see the commercials for DC Fandom leading up to it? And it was playing yeah. the iconic uh, John Williams score from the original Superman. And the original and the whole fandom was so light on Superman, it was ridiculous. It was like, this is this is your dude. Where is any semblance of Superman? So hopefully we'll get some soon, but we will talk about it more. I'm telling you, we could talk about this for another 30 mm -hmm. minutes. But you know what? Well, as the kids say, we'll save it for more content for later. <laughs> so, for sure. um, hey, uh, as always, thank you guys for supporting the Lords of Longbox. And uh, I will drop the link in here one more time. So make sure you guys 
Click on that SurveyMonkey link and uh, you will get entered into winning a one-year free subscription to CoverPrice.com. want to thank you for uh, supporting the Lords for the last five years or the last year since we've been relaunched. And uh, uh, probably Thursday when we do the DC Fandom video, it's not going to be live probably. It'll probably be pre-recorded. We'll see how it goes. But we're also going to talk show you the stuff that we're giving away, some cool comics, some stuff from the Geeky Swag Shop, from Rocket Comics, from Comics, Tunes, and Toys and as well as KRS Comics. And just to thank you guys all for being there, helping support us get to almost 5,200 subs now. So thank you guys, man. Any last words, Zach? Nope. Um, just, you know, let's see what happens going down the line. We're going to do that DC fandom thing. That should be fun. And um, yeah, man, things, yep. are, things are back. You know, things are back to normal, it seems like, with at least in the comic book realm. So it's exciting. Marvel, Kevin, Kevin Feige, I'm looking at you, dog. Where's our Marvel fandom, Ooh, man? Wait, wait. New Mutants comes out this week. For you guys. <laughs> Yeah. yeah sorry. Uh, so yeah. So hey, maybe Zach will do his review on the channel. We'll we'll give that a shot. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. I, I got some plans this weekend, so maybe I, I might not see it like quickly. We'll see what happens. All the theaters in Texas open? Yeah, they're pretty much all opening up this week. Um, they're showing a lot of classic stuff right now, but you can buy tickets for New Mutants and everything this weekend. Yeah. God damn it. All right. Yeah. Should I see a boot? Because I'm pretty sure it's going to be pirated like crazy. Uh, but you know. You know what? You know, whatever you say about whatever studios, but even, you know, little things like this, you still want to go on support and give your money. You know what I mean? There's right. a lot because I'm not just saying, you know, the directors and actors who all, you know, are well paid. But what about the the lighting guy or the crafts people? All those people you see at the end credits, man, there's like two, three hundred people that are going to part of making a motion picture. So, you know, support them if you can by paying uh, whatever you can, man. So it's got to help out in the time of COVID, right? Shit, man. Yep. All right, boys, girls. So, um, we will probably pre-record this tomorrow since Zach is not available on Thursday. We'll probably get uh, Ryan on here since he's a giant DC fan and think what he thinks. He told us in the live chat what he thinks, and he said something about an erection. So that shows you <laughs> the level of excitement that Ryan has for all the stuff. So thank you guys all. So stay tuned uh, probably Wednesday or Thursday. We'll drop the video uh, on our thoughts and review of what went on at DC Fandom. Until then, boys and girls, here's some DJ Curse to see you out. Keep digging in that long, boxes. Peace out.